establishing your attention on the breath, the, the body, the, the sound of silence. So training yourself to, like when I, you wake up in the morning, try to just for a moment at least, train yourself to go to the breath of the body just as a good practice. So more and more you, when you begin anything or start anything, you have this sense of establishing yourself with mindfulness, not just kind of getting lost in the feeling or the, the mood that one can be ex- uh, having at, at any given moment. But the way of grounding and establishing attention very skillfully. To be aware of the mood that you have right now, just what is you, what do you feel like, what kind of mood do you see? Are you experiencing just to note it as a as a mood <coughs> of the mind? If you feel bright or dull, do you feel clear, confused? Do you feel sleepy, awake? Do you feel inspired or depressed? Just indifferent? Not any extreme or is to 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 look at it as an object to ask yourself what what is the mood of the mind right now right now i'm feeling right equanimous not high or low concentrated my mind's concentrated i can hear the sound of silence Uh, listening attentiveness to <clears throat> to the to the feeling or the mood relax feel it of, tell yourself to be at ease and relax calm and this attitude of attentive listening, alertness, relax, is the is the way we train ourselves to to let go of the causes of tension and fear, desire. But this sense of relaxation is of gentle not a, a kind of suggestion, not a commandment, not a, an order that you have to relax. If somebody orders you to relax, you can't. So relaxation comes through through feeling of just doing it, of letting go of things, trusting What the mood that you you see, it doesn't have to. You don't have to perceive it as anything. You don't have to 
sometimes we feel very ill at ease unless we can name things, say it's this way or that way. Recognize it, that most of our our experience is 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 a dynamic movement, not a not a fixed perception. We're, and we're the aim of being relaxed and attentive is to be with the flow, the movement, not not trying to to kind of grasp a position and hang on to a perception or a viewpoint. That's where we suffer. Is always trying to hang on to things. The illusion of of holding and controlling is it's only illusory because we don't really we can't really do it. We just we. We try to do it all the time and fail, so we always have this sense of, there's always a sense of despair in our lives or a sense of dis-ease or something's wrong because when you're trying to hold something that's moving and make it stop and it won't do it, you can only feel dis-ease with it. When you're trying to control the world and make everything kind of secure, tie up all the loose ends, make sure all the windows are locked, the burglar alarm is on, make sure that that you've paid your rent for your electricity, paid your taxes, your poll tax, make sure everything's okay, call all your friends, make sure, are you all right? And then, and when the, everything's all right. Right now, everything is okay, and we can just said maybe I can be at ease now. But that is, but uh, there's always this sense that something might go wrong. Even even when you've made sure everything is all right, there's still this feeling that it all might go wrong. Because the nature of of conscious experience is is change and movement. It's dynamic form. It's, it's it's everything in the process of changing. It's energy, and yet humanity, human beings, want to want to fix it. Want to petrify it. So the liberation of the mind is to learn how to flow with it, how to, how to relax into the flow of life, how to trust, how to have faith, how to kind of, like they say, throw yourself into the abyss. When an abyss is like a black hole, isn't it? It's it's the unknown, and it seems terrifying because it it looks deep and endless, uh, bottomless and frightening. And if you throw yourself into it, you're going to you don't know what's going to happen. So, so that the we we tend to hang on to the little bits and pieces that we that we think we know only to, to wonder why life is so frustrating and why we feel so ill at ease with it. 
why we suffer so much from from uh, from life even when we 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 have a good measure of security so reflecting this way is helps us to to remind we remember yeah life is like this things change and move and what begins ends what arises ceases what is born dies begin to appreciate this trust in it accept it rather than feel threatened and terrified by change and the unknown and the the mysteries The beginning of the day is also considered as a renewal. Something it's completely new. It's the more mindfully, or the more you have the sense of, of everything being fresh and new. It's not because you're not holding on and carrying the past into the present, or waiting for the future waiting for some something uh, fulfillment or happiness in the future the sense of failure in our life as a person or the, is, is always carrying the, the past the disappointments of the past and uh, through memory and in uh, and, and ruining our the present moments of our lives with uh, regrets guilt <clears throat> memories of failures and that that we that we can dwell on and obsess our minds with in the present like yesterday is a memory now isn't it what what happened to yesterday we were sitting here Think of yesterday, it's a, that is a memory, isn't it? Now, it's a memory you're having now, in the present moment. If you had a, a profound, blissful experience yesterday, sitting here and suddenly go into a state of bliss spirited off into the heavenly realms of the angels and the devadas and then you think at last I've made it getting somewhere in my practice at last but right now that's a memory isn't it in the present moment it's that's, I'm just pointing to what memory is. It's what's happened, what we remember. It's the past. And so when we attach to memory, then then if it, if we if we remember yesterday, we were carried away on wings of bliss, beautiful, radiant, white wings of bliss most meaningful, wonderful moment of my life. 
But right now you may not be feeling that same way. So then you, I want to feel the way I felt yesterday is a desire to remembering some pleasant, blissful experience makes you want to have it again. I want more of that. So we find ourselves un, unhappy in the moment because right now we're not carried away on wings of bliss, radiant white wings of bliss, high as a kite. Might be feeling miserable and depressed. I want, I want that. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want my mood to be the way it is. I want the mood I remember having yesterday that I liked so much. So you see that that bringing the past into the present is is suffering. Because the present moment is just this way. It's only this much. We accept it, we we embrace this moment as is, whatever way it is. Not asking it to be anything it is not. Learning to relax into the moment and trust in it rather than compare it the way you perceive it with what with something you you can remember as being better than this. Or maybe yesterday you had a terrible time. You had just couldn't stand it, fed up, wanted to leave just felt miserable and depressed and your memory of yesterday was a miserable day, horrible. And then you think, God, today maybe I'll have to go through all that again, you know, those sittings waiting for the bell to ring. And I think Arjun Sameda deliberately tortures us What if he doesn't ring the bell? What if he forgets? <laughs> Am I going to ruin my knees? So dread is also something we can think about, say, the misery or the things we remember from the past and that are, that are unpleasant memories. And, and then we start thinking, oh, I have to put up with this or I have to do that. Or, and then in the present moment, we, we start creating uh, this negative emotional reaction to, to the memories of the past that are unpleasant. So this establishment in the present moment is the mindfulness here and now, santitiko, akaliko, ehipasko, panayiko, bhajatang, dhamma. We chant without the dhamma is apparent here and now, timeless, encouraging investigation leading to liberation, to be experienced individually by the wise.
So the past, right now, as a practically speaking, is is a memory, isn't it? It's at this moment, whatever you remember of your past, it's a you can at least put it in that category of a memory. It's not. It's no longer anything other than just a memory that goes through your mind when the conditions are there. It's a memory that has no real substance to it. You can't, you know, you can, you can't uh, kind of pick it up and, and kind of hold it or anything. It goes very quickly and you remember something and it flashes through your mind, sets off maybe emotional reactions. So you, you have a bad memory of then you suddenly feel depressed or worried or anxious <coughs> about the, how that particular memory of the past. <coughs> Guilty or resentful. So now ask yourself, what is the future at this moment? Practically speaking, what is the future? And the future, you can't remember, can you? Have you noticed? <laughs> because it hasn't happened yet. It's what, it's the unknown. The future is a perception in the present about what could happen, what what will happen. It's uh, so the future is always the experience of hoping, uh, expecting, anticipating, dreading, fearing. Isn't it? I mean, when we when we think about the future, we think we can hope everything's going to go well, or we can dread everything. You know, fear that everything's going to go wrong. Uh, we can uh, the, because the future hasn't happened yet. We can project all kinds of possibilities into it. We could think the future's going to be. We're going to get better and better, happier and happier. Life is going to be more fulfilling. I'll meet the the one that was was meant for me, made for me in heaven, and we'll live happily ever after. Cinderella, Prince Charming, fairy tale land, living in in a state of bliss forever is a is a hope in the present, isn't it? That's hoping that everything will be all right. Be every we we'll get everything we want. Then the other is that we dread it. We won't get anything. The future is just going to be one kind of miserable experience after another: failure, humiliation, disease, war, loss of the love, old age, <clears throat> sickness, death. But that is what, that's dread right now in the present when you, this moment when you're 
thinking about all the possibilities of misery in the future, that you feel this dreading, dreading it, or worrying about it, Anx- anxiety. It's going to happen to me. So this is a reflection on time, isn't it? How in this moment, in establishing your attention with the breath is the way it is. Right now there's breathing. It's not a memory and it's not some kind of hope or possibility for the future. You're breathing right now. You don't think, I'll breathe tomorrow. (laughs) You're breathing now. Your body is sitting now. It's this way. It's 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 not uh, it's not a memory from the past, and it's not uh, a possibility in the future. It's just this way. The attentiveness, the the consciousness of the moment, the sound of silence, and the the this att- ability to pay attention now, because of the conscious state we're in. So this is like establishing, uh, reminding ourselves, bringing uh, bringing ourselves to the present, grounding ourselves in the present, because if we we don't deliberately develop this, we don't do it. We tend to be in the past and the future. We we spend our lives uh, so much just thinking about, remembering the past and planning for the future. So that's why in the present moment, the Pachubana Dhamma, the here and now Dhamma, or the way it is here and now, is trust and relaxation, just being, trusting and just being aware and just being here, breathing. Don't have to be anybody, don't have to prove anything, don't have to get anything. You don't have to get rid of things, you don't have to defend yourself. There's no examination you have to take. There's no, there's, uh, uh, the past is, is a memory so you can let it go. You don't have to, to feel guilty and make problems about the foolish things or things you regret of the past. You just, you're, you're not dismissing it or rejecting it, but you're putting it in the in a context of Dhamma, the way it is now. So when we the past now, at this moment, this is this is truth, isn't it? Is is a memory. Whatever you remember from the past is a memory in the present. The future is the feeling of those feelings we have of anticipation, worry, anxiety, hope, uh, expectation. Like we notice when you, I'm expecting something or dreading something, anticipating tomorrow, when I go home, when I leave the retreat, that is a kind of mental anticipating is in anticipation or hoping or dreading. Note that as a as a condition of the mind in the present. 
That's why they say here and now is eternity. It's the eternal here and now. Here and now is never ending. It has no beginning or ending because it's always here and now. So this establishment of attentive attention, mindfulness, is the is is the way of uh, they connect or rem rem uh, reestablishing your true nature in immortal, deathless reality, timelessness, where when you when you perceive yourself. Uh, with you, then you see yourself in terms of qualities and memories and conditions. I was born so many years ago and I have done this and I'm this way. And then we become somebody. We become somebody with a, with a birth certificate. We become somebody that that uh, has a history that has done things. But in the present moment, that all that is memory, isn't it? It's just what we remember, because now there's just the, the awareness, this mindfulness is, is the path to the deathless. Appamado Amatapadang, the Dhammapada verse. Mindfulness is the path to the deathless. Appamado is uh, Pali and Thai, it's, it's my Pramat. My Pramat. And in uh, English, it's mindfulness. Is the is the path to the deathless, amata padang. Amata amata is deathless. Padang is path or way. <coughs> in Pali, so amata padang is is the deathless. Mindfulness is the path to the deathless. Then the second verse, Pamado, Pamado, Machuno Padang. Pamado in Thai is uh, Pramat, Kwam Pramat. Is the Kwam Pramat, or heedlessness, not being mindful, is the way to death. Machu no, machu no padang is padang is path and machu no is death. <coughs> Majurat, machu no, and is the path. In Thai, they use a lot of the Thai words are taken from Pali. Like we take a lot of English words are from Latin.
I found those two two verses very uh, very uh, helpful for me to to remind myself of apamado amatapadang mindfulness. That's where mindfulness is now. No point thinking you're going to be mindful next year, or you were mindful yesterday. <laughs> yesterday I had a moment of mindfulness, now I'm just totally heedless. <laughs> and if, if I, and next, next retreat maybe I'll become more mindful. Then uh, heedlessness is the way to death. Pamado machunopadang is it's like like that's what that's why we're why there's a suffering when we're heedless we we feel this sense of dis-ease and stress and and something's wrong a kind of specter of doom and <coughs> impending doom hangs around us because of the this uh, heedlessness is the way to death Kwampramat is a is a way to to, to this sense of something's wrong and death and decay and doom. Then the then the other two verses, Apamado Namianti, and mindfulness is like never dying, is 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 like eternity. Mindfulness Apamado Namianti and ye pamadaya tamata is the last verse. And heedlessness is like dying all the time. There's always this sense of death and fear and disease with, with our lives when we're heedless. That's why in the affluent Western world we, we suffer so much because we're still, we, we, you know, we've, we're physically comfortable. Uh, you know, fairly comfortable, secure lives. We we have a great expectations. A lot we take for granted in countries like this. We aren't just like the Somalians, just trying to find a, a rice grain to eat for the day. We expect to be fed every day with good food and everything kind of nicely arranged for us, and yet there's still this fear, impending doom, something's wrong. Something's wrong with me, something's wrong with the world. <clears throat> and so heedlessness is like dying all the time. It's like death is this sense. There's always this, you, something's wrong and I'm frightened and I don't know what's happening. And, and uh, so that, that when, we, when we're heedless, this is the way we feel. This is this is the result of heedlessness. Like death is always hanging around us, inspector of death. <clears throat> so mindfulness is the way to the deathless. It's like it's the, it, the eternal, the immortal. 
we we tune into it or establish ourselves in in deathlessness when we're mindful and even though that we we when you know when you contemplate this more you really appreciate that is that whatever wherever you are whatever is happening you can establish yourself in in the way it is in mind through mindfulness in it in in the immortal in the amata padang in the deathless immortal reality Now, when you think about this in the logic, is that you, you're just going to sit here and watch your breath for the rest of your life? <laughs> That's not the way life is, is it? It's, uh, but what, what I'm trying, the point I'm trying to make this morning is is this establishing of mindfulness in, in just these very simple ways, trust in it. Because as you, as you do it more and more, and you, 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 it helps you to, to, get, to keep perspective on your life, the things, that, the, the, the things you have to live with and the events of your life, the things that happen to you. You can keep it in a perspective of Dhamma. You, you have a, a center to come from. You have some some balance, some uh, inner strength to, to be able to cope and deal and respond to the, to the events that happen to you, the things that happen to you in your life. If you don't know this, then one tends to just be frightened by when things are going wrong or you know, when we lose control and uh, we just become terrified and frightened by it all, or we just, uh, we, our life has no, you know, if we're just seeking pleasure and distraction, uh, we get bored with that. You can have so much pleasure and eat so much good food and have so much fun and then it all becomes meaningless and boring. See, one doesn't want to spend one's life just running around trying to be happy and have a good time. And that's that's what you know, when you're young you 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 want to do things like that. But after a while, you you no longer want to do that. It's no longer fun. It's boring. Can't imagine. I mean, to go to a cocktail party. Uh, parties. When I was in university, I used to like to go to parties. <coughs> used to like parties. And, uh, after a while, I couldn't stand them. <laughs> now the idea of having to go to one of those parties that I remember, uh, I'd do it as an act of compassion if somehow that was... <laughs> <laughs> that my presence was was needed for compassionate reasons, but 
because I want to distract myself uh, through it, I wouldn't. I no longer would seek to, to distract myself through those kind of things. With meditation also, many people have told me that that when they do go through very difficult times in their life, then the, the meditation is what really helps them to deal with the, maybe just with stressful experiences or disappointing or frightening events. Because you, you can always establish yourself in the here and now through this, this reflectiveness and bringing attention, establishing it the way it is, non-personal way it is of just the breath, the body, the silence. And then the mood that you happen to be having at this moment, the way the mood of your mind, then you can you can look at it as something that is, in the terms of Dhamma, the way it is, rather than than be trying to uh, just be indulging or or trying to get rid of it or change it. Gives you that sense of 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 accepting and bearing with the way things are, not as a kind of passive resignation to misery, but a, a willingness to, to let, to allow life to be the way it is in the moment, because it's changing. You're not, you're not, uh, you don't need to make it change, because it changes. It's its nature to change. 